Welcome to Relaunch, the real estate podcast focused on helping you find your success in real estate. My name is Lauren Cooper. I am an active real estate sales representative just north of Toronto, Canada. The whole purpose of this podcast is to bring you actionable content by interviewing the best of the best in this business, helping to take you from zero to hero in your real estate career. Welcome to another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. That is the Real Estate Launch Podcast. Today we are joined by Chastity Rosales. How are you? I'm great. How about you? Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming. I appreciate you taking the time. Go ahead and, and pan backwards to your sign for a second. Uh, for for those for those that are watching and for those that aren't, uh, she had a sign in the back of her car. A working realtor. Surprise, surprise, right? I. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell everybody where you work, what your area is, and a little snapshot of where your business is at today. I'm Chastity Rosales with Keller Williams Realty in El Paso, Texas, home of Fort Bliss. We're a big uh, military town here. Um, I am in the Army Reserves myself. This year will make 23 years of service. My husband is prior service, so you know we come from a long line of that. Um, we work for the federal government, and we were working for the federal government when we decided to go into real estate and just wanted to be in charge of our own fate. And, you know, there was a lot of layoffs even with government employers. So we just, we didn't want that anymore. We wanted to be able to control that ourselves. And uh, what does your business look like right now? Well, what, where are you at in terms of, you know, production or do you have an assistant or do you have a team? Or are you just flying solo? Yeah. So, um, my husband helps me. Um, we're in the goal of hiring some ISAs and uh, executive assistants so we can start the ground running next year with maybe a, just a small team. We, we don't have a desire to be huge. Um, I am at 97 closed units here to date, the, just a little over 18 million in volume. Our goal was 80 units and 15 million in volume this year. And when I saw that I had gotten to that, um, pretty early on, I was like, you know, we can do a hundred. So we made a goal for a hundred and 18 million. And my GCI was 450 was the goal. So of course we're going to surpass both of those and working really hard to, to knock out those other three so we can hit that hundred unit. But you know, we're, we're glad to say that we've hit the other two that really count, which is your money, right? <laughs> At the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations. Those are fantastic numbers. Yeah. So, so we, uh, Go ahead. I was just going to ask, uh, how long have you been in the business? A total five years, actually working as an agent that's selling. This was my third full year. Um, when I started, I've been with Keller Williams the whole time. And when I started the first year, I did about $7 million in volume my first year as an agent. Um, then the second year I did 5 million in volume the first quarter and our CEO had stepped down at that time. And so the, um, owner of the Keller Williams market center here approached me to take over as the CEO of the Keller Williams here and our Las Cruces, New Mexico office. And so I didn't know what I didn't know as a new agent, right? I just knew that I still had that employer, I mean, employee mindset and it sounded good to have a salary and to be able to lead. Cause I love to lead coach, you know, mentor people. And it just seemed like a great opportunity. Of course, I stepped back and law and didn't make as much money in that position, but what I learned was, you know, more than, than worth what the, the money I lost. And so I tripled all our metrics in our market centered, you know, uh, tripled our agent count, tripled our profit. And then as I got the opportunity to go to all these 
amazing trainings that um, Keller Williams International gave to leadership and mega agents and met those mega agents and really understood what you could do in real estate and, and just, I mean, it was just amazing, right? Because when we get into business, we just know we have the opportunity to make good money from talking to somebody, but you really think I'm just here, show a house or list a house. I make my income, I cash my check and I go on to the next one. And it's just kind of a revolving door like that. So never really thought of it as running it as a business, as something that could be sustainable. And so when I started learning that, I was like, hmm, you know, I'm kind of feeling the itch to go back in to being a, an agent myself. And so I, I I was there about a year and a half, and then I told him, you know, I can grow your business or my business, and we all know who's going to come out on top on that one, and I just desire to run my own, and that's what I got in here for, so, you know, everything, I think, is stepping stones to get you to those goals. I call it like a, a chess for life, you know, it's kind of like a chess game. You you have to be strategic and watch where to place them and when to knock them off and, and where to move. And it was a great opportunity for me. And then we stepped back in. Um, my I finally talked my husband into quitting his government job and helped me because I was just so busy. And I was giving so many leads away as the CEO that I was like, I need help. And so um, he did it. He was um, rookie of the year. We both were rookie of the year our first years. He did about 28 uh, units his first year. And then um, he was our productivity coach for the market center. He loves to teach. So he took on that opportunity and he did that about half of the year this year. And so for about half the year, I was by myself um, doing what I was doing. And then I was like, you know, this is crazy. I don't know why we keep trying to do things that doesn't work right because we all do that we fell forward and then um, he came back in and so we really um, had an amazing vision of where we wanted to take this team with the help of the Lance Lucan, Lance Logan team excuse me in Houston we really love his model and and him and his wife have been amazing kind of mentoring us and then we are in MAPS coaching and our, our coaches Tara Allen and she's been just simply amazing helping us as husband and wife because that's challenging right working with your spouse and two totally different personalities. So do you have very separate roles in the business? Um, we we do we do we we try to keep that so we i call him the brains and i'm the face and that's kind of <laughs> our goals <laughs> um he's an amazing operations guy i mean he's just so smart and the things he sees and and how he breaks things down is just amazing like if if he wasn't my husband i couldn't afford him to to do what he does well, that's a good thing to have, a good asset for sure. So let me ask you, because I'm a little bit confused. You were two years into the business, and was it the broker owner that said, uh, I want you to take over? Um, so for the Keller Williams model, right, um, we have what's called a um, – they're called operating principles. So they are the owner of the independent um, Keller Williams market. Yes. And so – um, our operating principal, Tim Minix, is the one that owns the office here. He has Odessa, Midland, Lubbock, Amarillo, El Paso, and New Mexico. So, yes, he was the one that stepped in and um, asked me to interview because he was hiring for the position. And with the Keller Williams offices, we're set up differently. We we call them either the CEO or team leader. It just depends on, on what you're 
you know, what day it is or I guess who's asking. And uh, usually in traditional brokerages, you have the broker that's the owner and kind of the leader. But Keller Williams doesn't. They have a dedicated position to that. And then we do have a broker, but that person is there for compliance only and they're in production. The CEO is not in production. Okay. So I'm just wondering, with only a year or two's experience, how come you even considered it? Um, well, you have to remember that I had 20 years Army leadership at that time. I'm a right. senior leader in the Army. So, you know, that was the same question a lot of people ask him. And we're 87% Hispanic here, and I'm not Hispanic, as you can tell by this accent, right? Um, so they were like, well, she's got two things against her. Really, she's new in the business. She doesn't know what she's doing, so why would anybody hire her? And so the local brokerages here kind of slip on me because of that. And then, of course, I'm so different with my accent here um, that it was like, okay, I don't know. It was a they thought it was a joke. Right. So um, they just didn't know how uh, tenacious I was in, in that little army gal coming out with that leadership plus that Southern heritage. <laughs> All that spirit. Fantastic. So let me ask you, is a lot of your business uh, army based? Um, you know, surprisingly, for a while it wasn't. We did a lot of local business. Um, we we have an um, we have over eight hundred thousand people in El Paso. I mean, we're a big little town. I call it um, because you know we're a border town, and then we so we're we're on on the border of Mexico. Mexico's five minutes from us, and then we have a huge like we have one of the biggest um, military bases, and then we have. New Mexico, like New Mexico border is 15 minutes from our office. So we're in a unique position. And if you include all those together, I think we're a little over 2 million in population, but it doesn't feel that way here. Right. But so this year I really started focusing on military relocation because of course that's one of my passions is making sure that military families are taken care of during the buyer selling process. Yeah. And you've got that connection anyway. So why not, uh, why not right. do that? Okay. So let's go back to year one. You had quite a good level of production year one, year two. How did you get your business when you first started? Oh man. Um, don't follow my lead on this, but, <laughs> um, the, the, I came in Keller Williams in the, the end of August and in August, September, we have our annual training It's called mega camp and it's in Austin every year. And it's this really cool event and they have all these vendors, right? Well, I was new. I, of course I went and I didn't know anybody in our market center yet. So I kind of was solo walking around there. And as real estate agents, you know, we can easily get caught up in all these shiny objects. Yep. And they're selling all these cool things. It sounds so great. And you're like, well, I must I got to have it, right? And so Zillow got me. <laughs> Zillow got me at their booth. And um, this was five years ago. So Zillow was much different. And then you, they, Trulia was separate. Um, but they were much different then. And so I really, my first year, I have to say, was that. I don't want to plug them because, you know, now I'm like, we don't need them now that I know better. But really, um, that was part of it. And then I'm just a, I'm a talker. I'm going to go, I go get her. And so in all the training that Keller Williams gave me, we, we, you know, new agents get Ignite training, which is amazing. You get all, you know, productivity coaching and those kind of things. And as military minded, if you tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. If you say, hey, this is the method, steps one, two, three, because, you know, that's how the military is. That's how we're set up anyway. So once you tell me just do this, 
and don't stop, then that's what I did. And I'm, I'm a good converter on the phone. So shoot, most of my business came from Zillow that first year because I, I don't stop. And then what they say about the follow-up is true. I mean, really your success is in the follow-up and I am just really tenacious about my follow-up and I, I, until they tell me to stop or their minds changed or they hired somebody else, um, I just don't stop. So let's go through that for a minute if you wouldn't mind. Uh, let's say you're back in year one. Someone was calling probably about a property because your face popped up, right? As a, what do they call it? A premier agent or something? Right. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. So your face pops up next to a property. So they're calling you saying, hey, I saw this house, 123 Main Street. Um, can you show it to me? Is that sort of how the conversation would start? You know, no, actually, well, they don't call you. You call them, right? You have like that three minute gap to call them. So you get that little alert that somebody has sent you an inquiry about a property. Okay. I actually never showed them. I don't think there was ever a time I showed them the house they reached out about. I just, you know, it's all about a conversation, right? To me, it's common sense. It's just a conversation. Don't be scared to have a conversation. I would just simply say, hey, this is Chastity with Keller Williams. You reached out about the house on ABC Street. Great house. A lot of calls about that house. So tell me, uh, how long have you been looking? What's your timeline to buy? I go right into like their needs analysis and building rapport with them. And then they really never ask about that house again. And once I have the needs analysis and I qualify them, then I'm going to start doing my job to send them homes. It is not a consumer's job to ride around, look at open houses or look on Zillow and Truly and Realtor.com to find their house. And, and I feel like just here for me, we see a lot of that. And so we have a great opportunity if you're providing value and doing what you're supposed to do that you can convert these folks and, and, and bring it home. Fantastic. So what is your goal then when you've got them on the phone, you want to figure out their needs and wants and, and how qualified they are. But at that point, is your goal to book an appointment for a, a buyer's consultation or a showing or what is your goal? Right. Well, I, I'm also asking them if they have a house to sell, right? Because they, they're living somewhere. So that's part of the, the qualification process. And if they are, then we have that conversation as well. But yeah, the ultimate goal is to meet them somewhere um, so we can get them in, in contract. And of course, on their timeline, for us, it's all consumer driven. Um, we're on their timeline and we match our motivation to theirs. And that's what I tell them. If you're ready now, I'm ready now. If you're ready in three months, then I'm ready in three months. And then we I have a follow-up system uh, secret I'll share with you later that like nobody's heard of probably. It's going to blow their mind. Well, let's share it now. Let's get into it. You've already <laughs> you've tickled <laughs> the brain. So let's go. Okay. So let me get it for you. Um, my my CRM, right? Because that's a buzzword for agents, right? Yeah. Um, it's so profound. You're just not going to believe it. So this is my handy dandy CRM. It's a notebook. <laughs> it's a $4 spiral notebook from Marshalls. And every time I fill it up, I, I get another one and I fill it up. And, you know, the funny thing is I was on my coaching call Wednesday and my coach was like, hey, you know, I met this, you know, we got the opportunity to meet with this mega team and this um, lady that is running his team. And, you know, she's doing something different that's not so technology, you know, technological and they're making, um, books like uh binder books and they're just putting in abc and that's how they're keeping their leads and that's what they're bringing to their office and i was like wow man it sounds like what i did five years ago and i'll show you 
If you see that, I mean, that's all it is. That's my needs analysis. I ask them, I put their name, their phone number, their email address, what they're looking for, and I put their timeline, any other pertinent information I need to know right there. I put the lead source, right, because we need to track our lead source so we know where to put our money. Right. And then I also, if, if like, I have a lot of people coming March, April, military family, so I put you know, in the corner, their time frame, like April PCS. And then I put the first date we made contact. Of course, I do put them in my um, CRM, which we use Boomtown. And so, you know, they have their, their VIP private access to that. So we can keep up with them through there. And then also every day I look at this book and every day this book tells me what I need to do and who I need to follow up with. And, you know, you categorize them A, B, or C based on, on their timeline. But every time I make contact, I put a date in my book. So, you know, if they're like three months out, I'll text them maybe once a month, call them once a month. And then as they get closer, that ramps up to, you know, quicker and quicker communication. And then once they really get here a couple of weeks out, then I move them over to the multiple listing system where they can actually save those homes in there. That just makes it easier for coordination, really, when you're planning their route to show them homes. Okay. So you're sending them listings through Boomtown initially and then moving them over to the your local MLS. Right. right. Depending on their timeline. If they're like right now, if they call and say I'm buying right now, then I, I put them in the MLS and we use that because it's just simpler because you really can't, you know, Boomtown don't talk to MLS. So you don't want to have to go in and type all that stuff in there to coordinate and search the availability. So for me, it just makes more sense if they're right now that I use the, you know, MLS system for that. And if they're, they're longer term, then we're using Boomtown to, you know, maintain and cultivate the relationship. Okay, great. So you mentioned that you're calling them, uh, let's say they're three to six months out. I keep dropping my pen, sorry. Uh, you're calling them uh, monthly or texting them monthly, kind of leading up to it. Uh, are you sending any kind of email drip campaign or, or are you just basically calling and texting and saying, has anything changed? Are we still on the same schedule? Now I do through Boomtown because if they're long-term, they're in Boomtown and they're on the campaign. Um, I also use um, Bomb Bomb video. And now um, this past year, they Bomb Bomb implemented this program where they're creating video content and stuff for you. Prompt. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Prompt, yep. Yeah. And so I've been using Prompt as well. I also use Prompt for past buyers and sellers. So they're on that prompt list too. And, you know, I've, I've noticed that we really get a good open rate on that because they track all that for you. It makes it really easy. And, um, yeah, that that's it. So if they're long-term, we're, we're, we're dripping on them, we're texting them, we're calling them. So they're not forgetting me. So what is your business looking like right now in terms of prospecting and lead gen? Where are your sources of business coming from? Um, I, I, mine is heavily uh, built on agent referrals and sphere referrals. This year, that was the bulk of our business. And how are you actively um, going out and trying to be proactive about generating those referrals? So I, I, I do, I do operate excuse me, I do um, events. So for our, our consistent referral sources, right, that are friends or family or, you know, military spouses, because military spouses are so loyal. When they love you, they love you. And they are such an amazing, helpful group to each other that they, they really 
are each other's guide when you PCS. So, you know, I want to, I want to reward those and do nice things for them and come from contribution for me. It's always coming from contribution. So just an example, we did a spa day and we brought in about 15 ladies and we did spas and manicures and mimosas and snacks. And, you know, some of those ladies had never even had a massage, which I was like, man, everybody in the world needs a massage. Massages are amazing, right? And it just, it blew my mind. So I love, I just love giving back and I love doing things for people that they would not necessarily either be able to afford or think about doing for themselves. So for us, it's all about that or, you know, just dropping by and and dropping them something off to say thank you or you know, I use BombBomb to do little video messages that shoot them a video that says, I, I'm grateful for you and thinking about you today. Or if, you know, something significant changes in their life, of course, we reach out to see if there's anything we can do for them for that significant event. Okay, great. So you're using BombBomb, you're reaching out through the phone, text, you're doing these uh, client events or, or sphere appreciation events. Uh, How many of those events are you doing a year? Are they really well planned out in advance or are they kind of more spur of the moment? I'm not a good planner. That's something that I'm trying to implement to be more purposeful with our calendar and having those events because I am a a spur of the moment. I'll just get a wild hair and say, I want to do this next week. And I'll call my lender and say, hey, this is what I was thinking. You in? And of course, you know, she's always in and Um, We just do that, but um, I try to do something quarterly. Um, I try to be purposeful with that, or if I get tickets to a game that I'm not going to, you know, we got hockey, baseball, different things here, um, you know, I may reach out to one and say, hey, I got two tickets to the hockey game if y'all are available Saturday, or, you know, just little impromptu things like that. Um, We do a lot of work with teachers, so, you know, I, I often drop by with donuts, and I just drop donuts off at the front desk and tell them to give them to the teacher. I text the teacher and said, hey, there's a surprise for you in the office. And, you know, we drop some cards and we just say, share the donuts. Take them home or share them. It's up to you. It's your donuts. But all the other teachers <laughs> love them. Like, hey, is Cassidy bringing donuts anytime this month? <laughs> so how did you get involved with teachers? Um, Just by one, reaching out to me through Zillow. That's how I met her and um sold her a home she was amazing and then she referred me to other people and then i sold and sold her friend's home and helped her friend buy a home and she was a teacher and then they recommended a teacher's son that we helped and um then another teacher at another school that was from a friend a sphere referral um so uh that's a part of our farming you know i live in the northeast side of town so um where my kids went to school of course you 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 know you got to heavily touch your kids teachers that's a great source through the PTA through the principal through whatever so um i'm just a little busybody basically always running around <laughs> so can you give us an idea of what your typical day might look like so we we're we're in the office script practicing by 8:30 we we really try to do, be purposeful about that now because we have two agents that we are training to help us next year cuz we have our goal planned out to 2026 so for next year our goal is 35 million and 200 units of course me and my husband can't do that alone so um, you know, we're looking for talented people and we've gotten two that we're training now. And I just hired a new executive assistant that was working in our market center. That's amazing talent. 
So we, we go in and we're there at 8.30 and we're script practicing with, with them. And by nine o'clock, we want to be on the phone for at least two hours of script practice. Now, that doesn't always work out. The goal is to be really consistent with that. But when it's just you and your husband and you got 23 in escrow, that becomes a little bit difficult. Um, so, you know, always the schedule should, I think, should start something like that. If you if you look at who is successful in real estate and you talk to them and you get, I mean, they all have the same schedule. They all get up at like five o'clock. They do something, some form of exercise or some spiritual something. And then, you know, they're, some of them like to knock out their admin before they get in to start doing their lead gen, whatever works. I mean, and then they do their script practice and with their team, their power ups, and then they're, then they're getting on the phone, right? And a lot of people say, well, the phone's not where it's at. Cold calling doesn't work. Well, I made uh, $95,000 this year cold calling. So I would beg to differ because that's what, um, you know, yesterday when I was looking at my return on investment, I use Vulcan 7 for my expireds and FISBOs. So I was just going to ask, who are you cold calling? Because you're calling specifically expires and, and for sale by owners. Just expires. I haven't even gotten into the FISBOs yet. There's a ton sitting there, but um, we I, I just really haven't even touched that population yet. So expired. So I closed uh, Alpha Vulcan 7 this year. 14 expired listings is what I got. And um, that that equated to 95, I think, thousand four hundred some dollars in in, vol in GCI. So I would and assume... I thousand bucks for the system over the <laughs> so it was an investment that paid off yeah yeah now i would assume the scripts down, right? Cold calling. right and the scripts that you're working on in the morning is that geared specifically towards expireds or is that which scripts are you working on in the morning so all of them so all of them I, I teach them all of them and they're all scenario based and so mondays we might do buyers tuesdays we might do fizzbos wednesdays we might do expireds thursdays we might do sign calls and then friday it's a wild card and we just throw one out and say go and i also call my team members i'll say i'll call her and i'll say hey jackie i'm a buyer calling on a i'm a sign call go you know, um, and they'll be like, uh, uh, no, but if you if you practice right, anything with practice becomes natural. And, you know, people fight the scripts because they say, oh, that sounds cheesier. It sounds so unnatural. Well, it sounds better than um, um, let me get back to you. And, right. you know, that hardly never works out. So practice the scripts, master it. Then you can change it. Right. Then you can make it a little bit more accustomed to what you're comfortable with but at least learn it so you know when the objections come how to come back because that's where we see agents fail the most because they don't know how to handle the objections and people are smarter these days right the internet has made our consumers and hgtv let's not forget them right they are know-it-alls now they know the consumer thinks they know better than you and if you don't have a way to prove your value and that's through knowing your stuff um you're, you're, you're not going to do continue to do well in this business because that's how it's evolving. And my motto is, it's my job to know. I want to know the title. I, we go and sit with title. We get educated. If they come on our team, they're having to sit with a title company to learn the whole title process, the whole lending process, everything they need to know about them loans. We're not the subject matter experts, but we're going to know enough that we can guide consumer and answer questions. And if I don't know, I'm going to find out in about two minutes because the people that we work with know that that when I text, I expect a quick turnaround. 
<laughs> I like that. I'm the same way. So let me ask you, uh, let's dive in for a second just to give an example of, let's say, the expired script. So for myself, I'm just north of Toronto in Canada, and we're not allowed to uh, contact expireds here. But um, for everybody else that's listening, how do you approach an expired? Um, when they answer, I just say, hey, this is Chastity with Keller Williams. I am looking for John. And sometimes that's, oh, John's my son, right? Because you get all these numbers or, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm John or whatever. So let's say I, I, I get John on the phone and I just say, hey, John, this is Chastity with Kel Williams. Thanks for taking my call. You recently had your house on ABC Street for sale. I noticed that it expired today, meaning it's no longer being listed. Just wondering, are you still trying to get it sold? And then from there, we just go into whatever. And we have a little map, right? We have a map, if this, if that. And it's just like a conversation map that you put on your wall that you can follow wherever they take you. Oh, I like that. I like that mapping idea. It's a lot easier to follow when you're on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And it's little quick little bullets, you know, if this, then that, if this, then that. But if you're practicing your scripts, that comes easy. And you only need the map to remind you if they get you caught up. Because sometimes <laughs> they'll throw me things that I'm like, wait a minute, that's new. But I'm comfortable in talking to people, right? So it doesn't matter. So I'll I'll come right back. Or and some will say no. Well, I didn't even know it was expired. And I'm like, wow, you didn't even know it was expired. Well, you know, <laughs> that's not cool. And so I say, you won't have that problem with me because we have a communication guarantee. And they said, let me call my agent, of course. And and we, I say, okay. And then I call them back. So I said a note. I call them back. Did you talk to your agent? What did they say? Oh. Oh, it was a mistake. Oh, do you want an agent that's making mistakes for you? Or do you want an agent that's selling your house? You know, or I've been listed 120 days and I'm going to stick with my agent. Oh, you know, John, tell me what your agent's planning on doing different this time that they didn't do in the other 120 days to sell your house. It's fierce conversations, right? And some people are scared that because we think we have our own limiting beliefs that you know, I'm bothering her on there at work or, you know, they already have an agent. I don't want to keep an agent. If that thing says expired, they're expired. They don't have an agent and they're fair game. So that's your window of opportunity to move in there and, and try to convert them to you. And every day I tell myself they need me. I'm helping them. I'm helping them meet their goal. I'm not bugging them. Great. So you're bringing values. You're coming from a place of, uh, of value, right? Right. And that's important. All right. Great. Now, how would you describe your business's split in terms of uh, buyers and, and listings? What's the balance there, would you say? Um, so we had we had a little bit more buyers um, this year because we're a big buyer's market in El Paso. So buyer, we have tons of buyers. Um, but ideally, I think for us, they teach us you really want to like a 70-30 balance, 70% listings, 30% buyers. Um, we were probably 60-40, maybe 60 on the buyer side, 40 on the listing side. So we need to work this year on on flipping that or having 50-50 and, and just dominate both of them. I'm okay with that. <laughs> right, exactly. So are you finding that um, most of your lead sources coming in whether it be Boomtown or um, calling uh, follow-up, are, are they basically buyers and then you're seeing if they have listings? Um, so, no, I just, 
very few buyers that call you ever have a house to sell, right? That's a small population. You ask because it's part of your script, but it's a it's a small population. So we we really stick to the the Vulcan 7 to convert the expireds for the sellers. And then for buyers, I get a, I get a lot of buyers off of Facebook too. Um, lead generation comes in many forms. And when, when people say lead generation, um, they tend to think that means just cold calling. But lead generation is simply talking to people and asking for business. So if I'm at the line at the grocery store and we got a long line. I will strike up a conversation with the folks around me. Or I was at the doctor's office the other day and I heard somebody talking about buying a house. So I stopped and asked them, Hey, I heard you were talking about buying a house. I'm curious. Are you looking to buy or are you just, you know, talking about it? But you can't be scared because people need you. People need a real estate agent. And we have to bring that value so we are secure in our spot in this business so these, you know, automated things can't one day replace us because you cannot replace that human touch that people still want. And right. so we got to be careful of that. Right, exactly. Fantastic. So let's play a game for a minute and imagine that uh, you had to relocate somewhere else in the country or maybe you had a, a niece or nephew that was thinking of getting into real estate halfway across the country in, in a market that they didn't really know anybody in, how would you advise them to build their business from scratch without much of a budget and not knowing many people? So that was kind of me, right? Because I'm not from here. So I military moved me here. I don't have family here. I had a few friends here because military friends leave, right? And when I started real estate, me and my husband were both unemployed. We had no database really other than people from other states and uh, yet you know we sold well I did because he was still on government employee um 38 homes my first year um and that was just Zillow and talking to people and talking to past co-workers so wherever you are it's the same the only thing that changes is the face and the place but the way you talk to people and handle people is the same no matter where you go, unless it's a different country, then you need to be aware of what the cultural differences is and make sure you're, you know, being respectful of that. But let's say anywhere in the U.S., you just talk to people, you, you know, you got to get a source. And if you don't, if you don't have money to, to buy a lead source like Zillow or uh, Boomtown or something, then your first database is your cell phone. So you go through and call all your sphere of influence and that's people you know and people you know you've worked with. So what if they're in South Carolina? Shoot, my first year, I, I made $20,000 my first year in real estate in referrals. From refer, I refer like 20 some people to other states, right? Because that's where most of my sphere was because of military and family, because my family's in South Carolina. So, you know, that's just, hey, oh, you moving? Where are you moving? Georgia. Oh my God, are you buying a house when you're in Georgia? Yeah. I have an amazing agent in Georgia that I can link you up with. Did I have an amazing agent in Georgia? I did not. Do I know that there's an amazing agent in Georgia? I do. So I called, you know, for Keller Williams, we have a white page of all our agents that you can go in there and search by zip code. So I always get that. And then I, I just research them myself. I pick two, I interview them. And, you know, usually I like to give them two names so they can interview because everybody likes to have a choice and one may not work out and you don't want to lose your referral source. So wherever you are, just have conversations with people and you don't need a lot of money. I mean, 
mean, I was unemployed. I had no money. My marketing and that picture that you see on that sign right there still, yep. I took with my own camera. I bought a $30 uh, green screen sheet off of Amazon. All I had was my camera that I had already bought. I put the green sheet up in my house, told my husband to start snapping. And then he was able to find a free green screen converter program. Um, that he was able to, because my husband's tech, real techie, that he was able to turn these these images into PNG images. And then I would go online and I would find like free back backgrounds, um, you know, of houses or different things. You can search just so you know in Google, when you go to tools up top, when you search, you can actually search for the ones that say labeled for reuse so you don't get in trouble for like copyright stuff so i would go find that kind of stuff labeled for reuse i would download it put it on a powerpoint slide insert my png then save it as a, a jpeg or a png image and that's how i did my marketing for a long time and because we couldn't afford anything else and shoot i'm so frugal that i still create <laughs> a lot of my own using all those same images and the same concept but now you know the canva has gotten so amazing now that canva has so many cool free images and now they have you know the you don't have to be a marketing specialist to do that because they have it already laid out you just pick the layout and and, and change the content and then if you don't know of list reports Dot com listreports.com is amazing free um service and oh it is so valuable all you do so when you sign up you could pay of course or get the free just get the free because the free is great it is going to ask you for a preferred lender's name the lender doesn't have to sign up for you to have access to that stuff they just keep trying to get the lender to sign up but mine never signed up but it will create flyers all you got to do is put the data in load your photos it'll create open house flyers just listed flyers um, it will give them a neighborhood data report so it spits out four different flyers for you one for restaurants that's in walking district distance one of schools on hiking trails or other activities and i i download those and save them as jpegs and i upload those in the mls as part of my pictures because you're painting a lifestyle picture when you're selling a house right so those are all part of that lifestyle picture so the, the part about being successful is you have to go to trainings. You are not going to be successful sitting at home thinking a magic fairy puts your name in a hat somewhere and people's <laughs> going to start calling you. You have to get out and you have to grind for it and you have to fight for it and you have to be tenacious. I love that word, right? Relentless and get it. I go to trainings. I, I, I've been to four trainings in the last quarter. Because they're, they're trainings that are valuable that help. You know, I watch free stuff online. I, I watch YouTube videos every day. I do, you know, 30 minutes cardio. And during that 30 minute cardio, I'm doing a YouTube video. I'm just listening to Tom Ferry or Kevin Ward or Ben Kinney or, you know, all those real estate, you know, moguls that have been there and done it because success leaves clues. And there's no reason that anybody is having to do this alone. We have too many technological advances now in and free sources to do this for you to be successful. Yes, absolutely. I agree. There's plenty of resources out there, free and paid, that uh, you can find mm -hmm. tremendous value in, for sure. Um, so this listreports.com, that was the name of the website? 
Yeah, I think yeah, leasereports.com. And that serves all of the United States or just your market? You, I, not no, all of the United States, Canada, I'm not sure, so you'd have to research that. I think when I'll you put that. it in, <laughs> you do? No, no, I okay. will do that. I'll I'll check it out. Okay. Should because I love it. Like it's amazing. Now for me, just as here's a tip, because you don't want to always give your tips away. Like we share a lot with agents and, and, and things because we know I'm telling you all this, but maybe one of you or two of you that are listening are really going to implement anything I said, because that's just how it goes. Right. But if you do use the list reports, make sure you download it. You use Adobe editor and remove the list reports down in the corner because once people see it in your market, they're gonna be like, holy crap, where'd they get that from? I want it. You right. don't want your competitor to have everything. You gotta keep a little something sacred to keep <laughs> you separate from the pack, you know. Good tip, good tip. All right, so any parting thoughts for people that are just starting in the business or maybe they've been in the business for a little while and they're struggling and, and they need a, a bit of a kick in the butt um, or a point in the right direction? Maybe some some books or some thoughts to, to help them out with that. Um, I'll touch on all three. So one of my favorite books to get started is called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Amazing book, and it is just so simple that talks about you know, if you want to lose 25 pounds, how do you start? Well, you start by doing something, getting off your butt and cutting some calories, right? So as that compound effect happens, 25 pounds comes later. So definitely read that one. Um, two, you know, I always have this talk about people about, are you with the right brokerage? Brokerage is so important. And I don't care who you go with. This is not any kind of recruiting pitch at all. I'm, I'm really being sincere about interviewing different brokerages but here's the thing you have to know what your business plan is so this is the question you should ask and if you're new and you're still maybe thinking about it this is the question you should ask your broker i want to sell 25 homes this year and it's easy to get the average price just just ask somebody what the average price in your market is because you don't know what your average price is yet because you haven't sold enough. For us, El Paso, the average price point is 168. So if I wanted to sell 25 homes times 20, you know, 168, then that's the volume I need to hit that first year. So, hey, Mr. or Ms. Broker, uh, how much is it going to cost me one, right? How much is it going to cost me to, to do that volume? Because we have too many models now that you don't have to be given all your commission away for getting and getting value. So how much is it going to cost me? One, two. So, sorry, you mean in fees to the brokers? Yes, gotcha. exactly. Yeah, because, you know, we still got those old school ones out there that take on everything you make. You just don't have to do it. You need to make sure the value is there. It's just like when a buyer looks at a house, right? They look at the pictures like 90% of buyers now are looking online and they're already assessing if the pictures match the value, right? And if they want to see it. So you need to do the same thing with your brokerage. Hey, does the picture match the value? <laughs> does the money match the product? Because you got so many out there now that they just want to make money off of you, but they don't give you any value. If you don't, if they're not having trainings, if they don't have some kind of coaching program for you as a new agent, um, then it might not be the right place, especially as a new agent. If you're a seasoned agent and you don't need that much and you got your own processes, then, you know, you could probably do well anywhere. But as a new agent, so important 
important to know what they offer you and what education and technology benefits they offer you because you're going to need that and education is important because let's face it none of us learn how to sell real estate doing our coursework all it teaches you is how not to get sued right <laughs> so then it. okay i'm licensed what do i do holy crap like you don't it's not like going to, to a a workplace at eight o'clock in the morning, but you need to. So you need to go to your office every day because this is your business. You need to remember that you are the CEO of your business. We're independent contractors. We don't work for the brokerage. We simply need them as a vehicle. So are you in the right vehicle to drive your business? And if you're not, you need to start looking and interviewing and asking the questions of, who is the vehicle that's going to get me to that? And if you're just in it to close one or two, uh, uh, you know, we got agents that don't want to sell one or two homes a, a month because they got rich spouses and uh, they don't need it. But it's fun for social because real estate is social, right? You can drink and eat all the time in real estate. And that's okay. But you have to be honest with yourself and what realistic goal is for you and then you need to start being around the people that are having that because you'll read all these books and they all say the same thing right the five people you surround yourself with if you add up their income and divide it we can tell you what you make a year so if you want to make a hundred thousand is your group's total worth thirty thousand a year is that the right group for you if you want to make a million you need to hang out with a millionaire you you know whatever that is for you and then um Third is just do it. Just have the conversation. Don't be scared, but you have to practice, right? Did, did Michael Jordan become the basketball player he is today without a coach or without practice? I don't think so. Does a doctor learn how to take, you know, take out your heart without going to school and without practicing and that? No. So why wouldn't you as a real estate agent? We're not just here to just show houses and, and cash commissions. We are advisors to people buying the most important investment of their life. If that don't scare you, you might not need to be in the business because that scares me. And I want to know all I can know to make sure that I am the person that they're saying, wow, look at my house, look at this, or, you know, she, she was amazing and advised me well and not looking back and say, oh, I lost money or that was a bad investment because she didn't care. You need to care and you need to know. Thank you so much for those parting words. I appreciate you taking the time to share. I know it's been a bit of a hectic day and you're in your car <laughs> for an extended hey, period of time okay. with us. But uh, really hey, don't appreciate be it. In your car. Don't be afraid to do appointments in your car. I broke contracts on the hood of my car. It's okay. That's oh, what I've we done do. that too. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> we do electronic signatures now, so I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah but the buyer's rep. Don't forget your buyer's a rep because, you know, sometimes nowadays they're so quick that they don't want to come in for an appointment anymore. They want to they just meet you at the house. And if they're qualified, I'll meet them at the house. But don't forget that, you know, get yourself protected so you don't lose your your the product. Yeah, absolutely. Chastity, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate you sharing. Uh, stay in touch. Remind everybody if they want to send you referrals, remind them where you're working and how to get in touch. So I am in El Paso, which you may hear also Fort Bliss, right? Our military installation, El Paso, Texas, Fort Bliss, Texas. Um, my phone number is 915-873-2772. My website is www.pcselpaso.com. That's 
PCS for Preferred Closing Specialist, military PCS, so I played on PCS for that. Um, and we would love to earn your referrals. We'd love to give you referrals if we don't have anybody in your area. My email is uh, chastity at pcselpaso.com. Like uh, me on Facebook, it's just chastity Rosales with my mom kissing me on my face is my picture. So professional, but... <laughs> I lost her uh, eight years ago, so I just can't stand stand to change the picture. Um, but if I can help you, you know, let me know. Send me a Facebook message, um, call me, email me. I, you know, we're never too busy to help somebody else because that's how I got to where I'm at. Just having other people that were so gracious and kind to take the time to say do it like this or don't do that or don't make the mistake I made because it cost me $10,000. And, you know, of course, we always want to be a resource in, in our profession for you all. That's great. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day and I'll talk to you soon. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. I just wanted to say thank you so much. I truly appreciate you for your support and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share this all over social media, and especially share it with a realtor that you know that might be having a difficult time finding their own path to success. I'll see you on the next episode.